This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Stephanie Gaines Bryant. How will Frederick County Public Schools carry out a year-old Department of Justice settlement? I'm Sandy Kozell. Why Virginia's governor says he's going to be cautious as he seeks more tax cuts. I'm Nick Nelly. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Tom Fote in Washington. In between Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and the upcoming Cyber Monday. Retailers say the cloud hanging over this weekend is inflation. We're seeing a lot of consumers say, I need to make every dollar count. I know I'm seeing rising costs in in many parts of my life. I'm trying to be cautious and responsible. Despite that, today's been incredible. We've seen a lot of people. Um, We've been really busy. Thank you. Thank you. Good one. Now, Small Business Saturday is a relatively new idea. It's only been around since 2010. But last year, Americans spent an estimated $23 billion at small businesses, with more than half of that spent online. Correspondent Michael George, and in a foreign policy move that could have some economic repercussions here, the Biden administration is moving to ease oil sanctions on Venezuela. That in an effort to support new negotiations there between the Venezuelan government and its opposition, with more correspondent Nancy Cordes. White House officials insist that this move has nothing to do with their efforts to boost global oil supply. And they warn that it's unlikely to do much to gas prices in the short term because this only affects one oil company on a limited basis. But it does mean that the U.S. could soon begin to purchase oil from Venezuela, oil that previously had been bound for China. And now to Ukraine, nine months into an invasion by its huge superpower neighbor whose leader questions Ukraine's national legitimacy and whose troops continue to batter civilian areas and critical infrastructure. Correspondent Chris Livesay is there. The Russians have left Kherson, but the terror remains. I hate the Russians, she says. They took the most precious people in my life. But I have a son, and for him, I must live. Those fortunate to survive are left in the cold and the dark, with Russia gunning for the country's power grid, turning winter into a weapon. There is new missile diplomacy of sorts tonight from North Korea, whose leader Kim Jong-un says his country aims to have the world's most powerful force. Reporter Alex Jensen in Seoul. In this context, strategic force means nuclear weapons, as Kim promoted dozens of military officials in recognition of their work behind North Korea's most recent intercontinental ballistic missile test, which the North insists already puts it in a position to respond to American capabilities. Capabilities. And at that latest launch site, Kim Jong-un was accompanied by his young daughter, her second public appearance with her father in recent weeks, renewing speculation she's being groomed to be his successor. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. 
It is 3.03 on this Sunday, November 27th, 2022. We are at 48 degrees, temps rising for the overnight. Thanks for taking us along at this hour. I'm Ralph Fox. New overnight to WTOP. Gunfire erupts in southeast Saturday afternoon. This time a metro bus is involved. Transit police say the M6 was hit several times. Just after 1 p.m. in the area of Pennsylvania and Southern Avenues, this near Fort DuPont. Five people were on that bus, including the driver. No injuries were reported. Authorities believe it's another case of road rage, the second this weekend. Several agencies are investigating. A $1,000 reward has been offered. That may increase. You can see a photo of the suspect vehicle online at WTOP.com. And D.C. police looking for a black Honda Accord that may have been involved in a second road rage incident. That resulted in a woman being shot in the leg. Authorities called to the 600 block of E Street Southwest just before 9 p.m. Friday. That's where they found the victim. They believe she drove to that address after a shooting incident in a 3rd Street tunnel. Investigators say the incident happened in the southbound lanes of the tunnel. That's part of I-395. And a workplace incident being blamed, this for the death of a Manassas man Saturday morning. A fall from the back of a moving vehicle turned deadly for 40-year-old Heidi Ricardo Lopez Rivas Saturday morning. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office says they were called just before 9.30 in the 23,000 block of Evergreen Mill Road in Leesburg for a man who had fallen from a vehicle. Police determined that Rivas fell from the back of a truck while the truck was in motion. The truck driver immediately stopped the vehicle and called for assistance. Rivas was pronounced dead at the scene. Although the investigation is still active. Authorities say there is no indication of criminal activity. Stephanie Gaines Bryant, WTOP News. 305, a two-alarm blaze in the 3600 block of Dahlgren Place in Dumfries leaves one person seriously hurt, four others displaced. Fire crews got the call just after 7 a.m. after a report of a person trapped inside a burning townhome. Rescue ladders were deployed to save them. One person medevaced to a regional burn center. Only moderate damage to the structure was reported. The Red Cross is assisting the cause of that fire under investigation. And the Justice Department reached a settlement with the Maryland School District almost a year ago to protect students with disabilities. A report finds the district is way behind on carrying it out. The Frederick County Public School Settlement with the Department of Justice was over the district's illegal use of seclusion and restraint against students with disabilities. It required three months of weekly, hour-long therapy sessions to every student it subjected to seclusion and restraint in two recent school years. The Frederick News Post reports the district's acting executive director of special education told a recent board meeting that it wasn't clear how much it would have to spend to comply. She said only about 15 students have gotten compensatory services so far out of nearly 400 eligible. Sandy Kozell, WTOP News. Facing economic uncertainty, it'll be a more cautious approach. This to tax cuts by Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. Governor Yunkin has expressed interest in cutting the corporate tax rate, among other possible cuts. He tells WTOP. We're going to stay very focused on our core objectives, which is to continue to get the cost of living down in Virginia through continued restructuring and reduction of tax burdens on Virginians. But Yunkin says it's important to be cautious right now, noting that a possible economic recession could weaken the state's finances. Yunkin was able to get numerous cuts passed in the previous budget cycle, including one-time tax rebates, the elimination of the state's share of the grocery tax, and a nearly 80% increase in the standard deduction for income tax filers. 
Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. It is 3.07. Coming up after traffic and weather, we'll talk about an ABC show that had an amazing first season. Stay with us. We'll tell you all about it. This is a St. Jude moment. Braxton was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma, which is a brain tumor. We have an amazing team that fights for the best outcome for Braxton. Being part of the research makes us feel like we're doing our take. So if we can put our little piece of the puzzle in it, I would do it over and over again. Because I don't want another family to have to go through what we're going through. Seeing the research team keep going all night makes me relieved. I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I saw a meeting going on. And I was like, oh my god, no one sleeps here? (laughs) Which is fantastic, because they are literally trying to find a cure 24 hours a day. They're not willing to give up. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Good Sunday to you. It's 3.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, is Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Ralph. If you're headed on the westbound side of 66 inside the Beltway, the accident scene is reported to be on the ramp that takes you onto the Dulles Toll Road. Inside the Beltway, westbound 66, the ramp to Dulles Toll Road is partially blocked. Looking at the camera, it looks like the uh, ramp itself is accessible. You're just going to have some crash activity on the ramp. It'll be a bit of a sh- uh, shallow, uh, or rather, narrow ramp through that area. If you're headed on the outer loop of the Beltway, reports of an accident seen on your approach towards 66. Looks like it should be over on the right-hand side of the roadway. Shouldn't be blocking anything, but proceed with caution. 66 looks good. I-95 southbound has the accident seen after the exit for Falmouth and 17. Right shoulder still blocked. Looking at the camera, looks like the last few uh, emergency vehicles are getting ready to pull away, so you shouldn't have any trouble there any longer. Beltway traffic has an accident seen on the inner loop of the Beltway on your approach towards 202. No delays because of it, but it does sound like you've got uh, a lane or two blocked over on the right, so proceed with caution towards 202. DC 295, the southeast-southwest freeway, and the 3rd Street Tunnel all running completely up to speed. Not seeing any accidents or incidents uh, through there. It's a bit crowded, though, at the intersection of Bladensburg Road and New York Avenue. No accident scenes reported there. Just looks like uh, plenty of folks leaving the area. Uh, not to worry. If you're headed in Maryland, between the beltways, everything is quiet. I-270 towards the Frederick area is looking good as well. Not seeing any accidents out that way. Very few Incidents to report here in the Maryland area. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. Today we are tracking rain. A disturbance is moving through the area, and that's going to bring rain not only to us, but to much of the East Coast. Therefore, if you're planning on hitting the road, catching a flight, be aware that this disturbance is impacting a greater portion of the country. Temperatures will be in the upper 50s to around 60 this afternoon. We are tracking rain showers throughout much of the day. And it will also be rather gusty, winds gusting as high as 20 miles per hour. For your Monday, still breezy. High temperatures will be in the upper 50s. A mix of sun and clouds and winds gusting near 30 miles per hour. Things remain breezy through Monday night. By Tuesday, winds grow calmer. High temperatures on Tuesday will be in the low 50s. Wednesday, the rain returns. Showers are likely on Wednesday with highs in the low 60s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 49 degrees in College Park, 47 in Fairfax, 49 on the National Mall, and 49 here outside the WTOP studios at 311. 
It's all brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Now an ABC TV show that had an amazing first season, Abbott Elementary. I'm Janine Teagues. I've been teaching here at Abbott Elementary for a year now. The staff here is incredible. Finally feel on top of things. Cheese day. It's a favorite of TV Guide's Matt Roush, who joined Sandy Kozell to tell us more about it. It's shot in a mock documentary fashion, the way that, you know, Modern Family or Parks and Recreation, many other shows have been done. But it's set in a world that has rarely been seen on TV. It's set in a world of a public school, underfunded, understaffed. The teachers are overwhelmed. But you have at the core this very optimistic second-grade teacher played by series creator Pinta Brunson. And so she just brings this spark of hope to the whole thing. And the characters are all really funny, the way the show is shot, the way it is written, some very outrageous and terrific characters. So it's just a really good comedy series that's a about something. It's a hit show on network TV. So yay for Abbott Elementary. The school is named after one of Quinta's most significant teachers. So that's all very, very sweet. But it's a great series. So if you're looking for some show to catch up with, if you haven't seen Abbott Elementary, that is my pick for the show of the year. Well, Thanksgiving is hardly in the rearview mirror, and we're already being offered a flurry of Christmas movies and specials. Yeah, and on Sunday night, CNN has a documentary special called Tis the Season, the holidays on screen, because it really tis the season right now. But it's going to give you an overview of the history of holiday movies and TV shows, everything from It's a Wonderful Life to Home Alone, The Grinch, Charlie Brown Christmas, all the things that we count on every Christmas season. But you're going to have people like Ron Howard and Ken Burns. Ken Burns weighing in on this. I love that. Tim Burton as well, who's certainly done his fair share of this kind of project. And if you're looking for new holiday specials this week, we've got the Rock Feller Center Lighting on Christmas Tree Lighting on Wednesday, Dolly Parton's special called Mountain Magic Christmas, which is about the making of a TV special with Dolly Parton at the center of it. And if you love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, CBS has a, not quite a spinoff, but it's called Reindeer in Here, another animated special about another misfit uh, reindeer out there who has mismatched antlers. <laughs> so if you're looking for those kind of things, this is the season for holiday TV, and it's going to be with us for, you know, the whole next month. Got to be careful with those mismatched antlers for sure. Again, that's TV Guide's Matt Roush. It is 3.13. We've got sports right after this. While retinitis pigmentosa takes Mark's vision, his family gives him hope, whether at the family business or at home with his wife and sons. He knows he's not fighting alone. For 50 years, the Foundation Fighting Blindness has funded research into treatments and cures for blinding retinal diseases, providing hope to people with vision loss. And for Mark, winning the fight means being there for his family. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Together, we're winning. Help us end blinding diseases at fightingblindness.org. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALES69 for an extra $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code SALE69. Use code SALES69. 
for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 315, here's Frank Anrahan. Caps start their long road trip with a loss at the New Jersey Devils 5-1. Jack Hughes of New Jersey with a hat trick to lead the way for New Jersey. John Carlson, his sixth goal of the season was the only goal for the Capitals who again fall at the Devils 5-1. College football Maryland shuts out Rutgers 37-zip on Saturday to close out their regular season. Terps 7-5. Now wait to see what bowl they will play in. Number three, Michigan tops number two, Ohio State. Bit of an upset here, 45-20. Other rivalry games, Alabama all over Auburn, 49-27. At the World Cup, it was Argentina over Mexico, 2-zip. Poland beat Saudi Arabia, 2-0. Australia over Tunisia, 1-zip. France, the defending champ, beats Denmark, 2-1 to clinch a berth in the round of 16. College hoops on Saturday, local winners, Georgetown, Navy, GW, and George Mason. Maryland women topping Towson. Commanders get the Falcons Sunday at 1 o'clock as the Commanders 6-5 and five record hosts the Falcons who come in at 5-6. and six. Again, Caps fall 5-1 at the Devils. Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're following for you here on WTOP. President Joe Biden says he will move on gun control during the lame duck session of Congress before the Republican Party takes control of the House next year. Early voting underway in several Georgia counties ahead of the Senate runoff election. This is between Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. Ukrainians fleeing the port city of Kherson after basic necessities like water, heat, and electricity have been cut off due to repeated Russian attacks. President Zelensky holding hosting a conference there on food security with Western leaders. Stay with us at WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. And the number of police officers retiring is increasing. However, new recruits are in short supply. At the Tulsa Police Department... Cheyenne Walden was not part of a full graduating class of recruits. It's something I've always wanted to do, so it's not a job. Tulsa Police Chief Wendell Franklin is struggling to fill about 150 spots. There was a lot of scrutiny placed upon law enforcement, and I think that that soured a lot of interested people that wanted to go into the profession. While new officer hirings were down in the last three years, a survey by a national organization of police executives shows retirement and resignation rates jumped higher. At CBS News correspondent Omar Villafranca, it is 318. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, here's Carlos Ramirez in the traffic center. Thanks, Ralph. The westbound side of I-66 is dealing with an accident scene. Now, it's not in camera, but it does seem like it's causing a slight slowdown. The westbound side of 66 has the crash reported on the ramp that takes you onto the Dulles Toll Road. I can just make out some flashing lights there. It seems to be right after the actual curve for the ramp. So be extra careful as you take the ramp from westbound 66 onto the northbound westbound side of the Dulles Toll Road. 66 between the Beltway and Manassas is up to speed. The right shoulder is blocked just after Nutley Street with an accident scene. Uh, though it's not really blocking your way, be extra careful. I-95 looks good from Fredericksburg all the way up towards Springfield Interchange. Southbound side looks good as well. Any incident we had down near 17 in Falmouth has cleared away as well. Uh, that was one of the uh, off-road activity, the off-road accident scene that did happen.
Be extra, uh, be cautious as you make your way out tonight. If you're headed in Maryland, all is well on 50, I-95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Beltway traffic has a disabled vehicle there on the inner loop near Landover Road. Unclear what lane is blocked. Just uh, proceed with caution as you head past 202. DC 295 is up to speed. The southeast-southwest freeway is quiet. No issues on the 3rd Street Tunnel or New York Avenue right now. A little slow on Connecticut Avenue t- headed towards uh, the DuPont Circle, but no accident scenes. Pardon me, no accident scenes uh, being reported right now as you make your way on New York Avenue headed towards uh, Bladensburg Road. All things are quiet in Maryland on 270. Though a little slow headed past Democracy Boulevard on the spur. No issues continuing towards the Frederick area. And I-70 looks good from Hagerstown to Frederick and even down towards the Baltimore area. No issues in Baltimore for that matter. Across the Bay Bridge, you've got your standard traffic patterns with two lanes headed eastbound and three lanes taking you back westbound. No accident scenes reported there either. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist, Samara Theodore. Temperatures headed into the upper 50s to around 60 degrees this afternoon. Cloudy conditions prevail with a chance for showers throughout the day. Rain moderate to heavy at times. By Monday, we're dry, partly sunny, highs in the mid to upper 50s. Breezy conditions both today and tomorrow with winds gusting as high as 30 miles per hour at times. Tuesday, partly sunny. High temperatures on Tuesday will be in the low 50s. Wednesday, rain returns. High temperatures on Wednesday will be in the low 60s. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. 44 degrees in Rockville, 43 in Ashburn, 47 in District Heights, and 48 here. Outside the WTOP studios, it's all brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, taking the metro to Dulles. It's going to be an adventure for folks who haven't done it before, but get the feeling a lot are going to be doing that in the next few days. We'll tell you what to expect. It's 321. I had an important job. And it wasn't just a job, it was keeping my brothers and sisters safe. And coming back, it felt like kind of thrown away. It's like you're useless. You know, um, we don't really have a need for you now because you can't really do anything for us. That's the way I felt. If it hadn't been for Wounded Warrior Project, I honestly don't know if I would be here. It was the camaraderie that I saw and had. It was like I got my family back again. We all felt the connection, you know, like that brother and sisterhood. See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Donna by visiting woundedwarriorproject.org slash empowerwomenvets. Get your workout in while getting caught up on the day's biggest news story. And what is the point of this? Clearly some sort of system failed here. So I think this is a pretty big deal. Get tips on the best DMV date spots while cooking dinner. Top of the Watergate Hotel. We're going to go on some bikes. I am not a camper. WTOP's DMV Download Podcast. It's easy to listen no matter what you're doing. I mean, come on. 20-minute episodes, weekday afternoons. Presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Download wherever you get your podcasts. This is Attorney General Jason Miares. Every day, a silent killer murders four Virginians. Drug overdoses. To keep our loved ones safe, we have to talk to them about the dangers of drugs. Whether it's opioids, heroin, or counterfeits laced with fentanyl, we all play a role in building safe and healthy futures for ourselves and our children. So do your part. Be their protector. Because one pill can kill. Take the first step today and be informed. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com. 
This is WTOP News. It is 323. Drunk driving a major concern now that the holiday season has arrived. D.C. has the lowest rate of drunk driving in the nation when compared to the 50 states, according to an analysis by Forbes Advisor. It looked at rates of drunk driving crashes, DUI arrests, and people killed in drunk driving accidents. Maryland also does well with the eighth lowest rate of drunk driving. Virginia has the 18th lowest rate. Montana has the most drunk drivers, followed by Wyoming and Texas. John Aaron, WTOP News. On Thanksgiving afternoon, when many were enjoying time with family, a 16-year-old was shot in Greenbelt. The teenager was walking his dog when he was shot just after 2 p.m., not far from Eleanor Roosevelt High School. Greenbelt police say the boy had non-life-threatening injuries. But the shooting is giving pause to neighbors. Our partners at NBC4 spoke with May's son, whose house was riddled with bullets after the shooting. I feel so horrified. It never, it's never happened before. This is the first time. No suspect has been arrested in the shooting, and police are investigating whether it was random or targeted. Luke Luger, WTOP News. The D.C. Center for Independent Living, one of several groups that are suing the district, This after the construction of new bike lanes they say are dangerous for people who use wheelchairs. The groups allege that redesigned projects in D.C. that include protected bike lanes violate the Americans with Disabilities Act. In the lawsuit, they say some new bike lanes like those on 17th Street Northwest force wheelchair users to risk being hurt by passing bicyclists and drivers when transferring out of their cars into wheelchairs, saying they require people to unload into oncoming lanes of bicycle or vehicular traffic. We've reached out to the district's Department of Transportation for comment on the lawsuit. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. And taking the Metro to Dulles International, it's something a lot of folks will be doing for the first time this holiday season. As Metro opens a new station there, WTOP's Nick Ionelli got a first-hand look at what it's like to walk from the train platform to an airport terminal. Now I don't have to park my car, I don't have to leave anything anywhere. It's nice. That's Dan Miller, who lives in Fairfax. He just took the Metro to Dulles for the first time, and he says... It's really convenient. So what's it like? Well, once you arrive here, you have a roughly five-minute walk from your train platform to your terminal at the airport. You immediately go down an escalator, then through a long and winding underground tunnel. You go across three separate moving walkways, then up two more escalators. You know, the moving walkways help. It reminds me of Denver. It's a journey, but impossible to get lost. You are guided by arrows and clearly marked signs. At Dulles International Airport, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Money News at 25 and 55. Here's Andrew O'Day. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Nearly three years after millions of workers left their office cubicles and set up shop at home as the COVID pandemic first hit, many employers are trying to coax or order them back. So how's that been going? Many of the announcements are kind of rule-based. Katie George at management consultancy McKinsey & Company. When the workforce comes into the office, they do exactly the same work that they were doing at home, but just with the inconvenience of a commute. George tells Bloomberg that ordering employees back to the physical workplace risks losing many of them to firms that offer more flexibility. But just asking them to come back doesn't work either. Unless work feels different when you're in person from what you were doing at home, people will not see the value of coming in. The answer for employers is to justify in-person work while understanding that it may be impossible to fully return to what used to be. Because we have so much more flexibility than we've ever had before. This is not about going back to some old norms. This is about inventing new ones. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Andrew O'Day on WTOP. 
Coming up after traffic and weather, early voting in effect in Georgia. Also a drive-by shooting at a funeral. We'll tell you about that and more. 326. 